Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SHIFT, an online educational program consisting of seven master teachers, whereby within this first tier, we are going to help you uh, process this moment in time. I want to welcome you and introduce you to my good friend and colleague, Joe Ganderellis. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, so good to be here. Really, Thanks for having me. Really good to see you, Joe, and uh, always a pleasure to, to connect with you and have the opportunity to speak with you. Uh, Joe, let's just kick off. Can you describe a little bit for our audience um, what this time has been like for you and, and, and what you've been going through and, and how you've been facing this, this quarantine and this isolation? Yeah, sure. You know, um, I think, Billy, like we all know the world, um, the world that we knew is completely different right now. Yeah. And um, I think if any of us ever thought about, you know, that we would ever be in the middle of a pandemic being kind of, you know, in what we call, you know, lockdown and, you know, with very strict social distancing rules, I don't think any of us in our lifetime would have, most of us in our lifetime would ever think that this is, was even possible. I certainly, it was never something that even crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you. No, I mean, how could you prepare for something like this or, or even yeah, see it I mean, coming? And, you, and I think, you know, it was, I, well, I found it to be really interesting, right? Because in the beginning, um, you know, ironically, um, we were traveling. Uh, we traveled to Europe in the beginning of January, you know, um, and we got back from Europe. And this is when there was word about some virus over in China. But it was never a concern about like, Oh, that was going to be somewhere else. Yeah. But it was, it was starting to be a, a little bit of a buzzword. And we got back from, from our trip and uh, we had a really, really crazy time trying to get back. You know, our flight was canceled and we had to, we, you know, go to, you know, we were in Paris and we had to go to London and, you know, it took us 24 hours to get home. Well, the second night we're home, um, my husband, I wake up in the middle of the night and I can, he was on fire. Mm. Now, in 33 years together, this man's gone to the doctor maybe five or six times in his whole life that I've been with him. And I was, you know, I woke him up. I was like, hey, something's going on. I was like, let's take your temperature. Yeah. He was so, he had 103 and a half fever. And I'm Googling, like, what do you do? Like, like what te temperature do you take somebody to the emergency room? And you know, two days later, he still could hardly walk. Mm. And, you know, I, I took him to a, a doctor and I'm sitting in the waiting room because he couldn't even drive. And I start feeling not well myself. I start feeling super hot and I go to the receptionist. Maybe the doctor could see me. Anyway, they said we had influenza A. To this day, we're not fully sure because it was now coming over at that point. Sure. It was in Paris at that point, but nobody really knew. Mm -hmm. So we started pretty early, like kind of like, and I remember going to the, saying to the doctor, we just got off a plane. We were over in Europe. Like, I want you to know that, like, because I wanted them to be aware, like, I don't know what this is. And, you know, I had never seen him so sick. Mm. And so anyway, fast forward, we, now this, now the buzz is happening. Now they're doing somewhat minor things. And in the, in the process of this, my husband, you know, who designed a line of fabric trim and designed this showroom in New York City, there's an opening party. Hmm. Now, at this point, they were saying, everybody, you know, wash your hands a lot and use hand sanitizer. 
but nobody was saying don't go into New York City. Mm-hmm. So we went into this, you know, event, and that was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. No, it was a Wednesday night. Two days later, we locked down. Mm. A week later, one of the people at the event who is was one of my husband's best friends comes down with the virus. Mm. My whole staff was at this event. So now we're all under very, you know, we're all very nervous because he's in the hospital in a coma at this point. Mm. So it started from a very fearful place for us. Um, You know, unfortunately our friend died. Mm. And um, so we, you know, so you ask what this moment in time has been. It was really rough for us in the, for me in the beginning. Um, yeah, it was a really rough time to, you know, within two weeks from there, two of my employees came down with the virus hmm. and that was, you know, 20% of almost 20% of my staff. And now we're on quarantine and now we're another two weeks of quarantine because, you know, now we're, you know, they, they're God, you know, thank God they both are fine. And, um, but I would say, Billy, the first 30 days of that time, you know, you know, we talked, you know, we've talked about this before. It's, um, I had to pull every practice that I had in my life to try to keep myself from not being on the hamster wheel. Cause I, I was on the hamster wheel for a little bit. I was tracking about 25,000 steps a day in the house. Mm. I just kept myself so busy. And then I finally realized that from the work that I do and what I teach people, right? Um, I had to keep, I couldn't keep waking up every day thinking that same thought, right? The same worry because the fears, you know, it's one thing I, I talk about a lot is fear is a low level energy. And I know how to raise my vibration. I know how to go higher than it. And so I needed to start, I needed to slow down. And I needed to, to actually do a little surrendering and just count my blessings because I was like, I'm okay. My family's okay. My friends, my husband, we're all okay. And we'll be okay. And it was, it was, it's been, I would say this might, I would rank this as one of the most challenging times in my life. Mm. Um, but it's also been, a time where I am so grateful for the tools that I have in my toolbox, because if I didn't have those and I didn't have the great support that I have, I think it would be harder. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, I, I really appreciate your, your honesty. And, and, you know, one of the things I hear you talking about is, is moving from a, a place of fear really from to a place of love. And, uh, you know, in our world of yoga and, and counseling and coaching, that's a pretty known thing. You're either, you're coming from a place of love or you're coming from a place of fear and that can kind of capture a lot of things. How do we, how do we get our audience, um, and you know, to recognize that they're coming from a place of fear, but then too, how do we get them to move from a place of fear to a, a place of love? You know, I think, you know, it's such a great question, Billy, because a lot of people will say, you know, um, people will say, well, you have to have an insight, right? I say, yeah. Well, an insight never really changes behavior, right? Because I had an insight. Yeah, the world was scary. People were around me were sick and we lost somebody, but 
you have to sometimes come to the edge, right? You have to come to that edge and then you have to find out how to move through it. And I remember, Billy, I sat right here. I remember one day and I was like, Joe, like, okay, yeah, you've got the insight of what's happening. Like you're fully aware. Like, I mean, I was fully conscious about it, but how do I actually move through it? And to me, I had a really, the, the first thing I would tell everybody out there is you have to learn to settle the body down. Like I had to settle down because when I tell you, Billy, I was, you know, I've got this little ring called the aura ring. I love this thing. It tracks your steps, it tra attracts everything. I didn't even realize how much I was moving in my house. So I would, I would have been on the phone with a client, you know, having a coaching session or, and I was just walking like up and down, you know, three flights of steps and walking from one room to the other. Like I was moving constantly. I was tracking on average 25,000 steps a day wow. in the house. Wow. And I thought, well, that's a lack of consciousness, right? Because I was like, I just like, and I was like, I had to slow down and I had to slow my body down because when I got my body to slow down, I got my mind to slow down a little bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, re you know, and I started practicing short moments of like, let me just focus on breathing. And like one of my favorite things, you know, you take your hands, you put them on your, your low, right under your ribcage on your belly, and you just fill your belly with breathing, you know, the front of your belly, the back of your belly. And I just, would learn to slow my breath down. And I've got some really, really great, um, I've got some really great tools that I use. Like, you know, there's a tool called heart math. Um, I, I love heart math and it's, and it's, it's a little monitor you put on your ear and, and, you know, it really checks your heart rate variability. And I was like, you've got all the great tools in the world. Like, and just, so I started using those things. But again, I, I, I had to come to the edge. And it's not the first time I've had to come to the edge in my life to, to make a shift, right? Because sometimes, you know, it's, again, I'm not the guy that's all airy-fairy and like, you know, like, you know, you know, kumbaya and that's just going to change the world. No, I'm an action guy. And I think there's, there's insight, right? There's insight. And then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do with that insight? So now... If the mind's going too fast, how do I get it to slow down? And some of the things that, you know, we can do, right, are just like, I think sometimes actually moving the body is a good thing because some people are, will sit and, you know, their, their form of dealing with anxiety, stress, or fear is to sit and not move. But usually like when we're in these stressful situations, we've got to, we've got to try things that could work for us. Are, are for each one of us yeah. individually. Mm -hmm. There's not one way. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that I can tell the audience, I mean, there's one way, raise your frequency, connect Like, how do you raise your frequency? You connect to something greater. How do you connect to something greater? You count your blessings. And you know, it's, it's you just be thankful, right? We're here, we're together. Yeah. I have food on my table. I have a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. You know, I have health insurance. I have whatever it is you want to be grateful for. Yeah. Joe, you know, we, we've been in this, this, this area like of gratitude. And, and for somebody outside of our circle of, of wellness, you know, 
I might respond like gratitude sounds like such a simple thing, you know, like, or, you know, even when you were just doing the breathing thing, I found myself doing it and just feeling like, oh, like just so much more in tune and connected. How do we get people to understand that these, these, these tools that might seem like they're elementary and simple to, to breathe or look for the gratitude? How do we get people to really understand that these tools work? Um, these, these simple ideas and, and measurements and uh, heart math, there, there are so many ways in which to better your life and to create more peace, freedom, and love. How do we connect people to, to these tools? You know, I think it's a great, I, I think it's a great question. And, I, and, the, and the, the question I would ask the audience is, Can you tell me if you like how you really feel it in this moment? So in that moment, you go, I don't like how I'm feeling. I don't like this feeling of being afraid or, and you know, listen, pandemic put aside, right? You know, we all have fears, right? We all have things, you know, like other stresses in life that come up and say, you know, we know what it feels like. And so you say, well, do I like being in this feeling? Because most people don't like, you know, being stressed, anxious, afraid. Um, they don't like being angry or bitter, it's, it doesn't feel good in the body. So connect to the feeling first and go, okay, well, if I don't wanna feel like this, what do I wanna feel like? Oh, well, I wanna feel happy. Oh, well, great, well, what, did ha what does happy feel like? And then you can, you've gotta remember what it would feel like to, to not feel not good, not well. And then you go, okay, what, how do you connect them to these tools, right? You know, there's, I would say, right, there's, there's, there's therapists, there's life coaches, there's yoga teachers, there's meditation teachers, there are countless books out there, podcasts, I mean, there's, there's this podcast right here. So you can, you just, right, bam, you just start connecting people to, to, to resources, because you want to be as resort, like, you know, and when you get confused, I would say, Google it, you know anxiety tool or, you know, how do I get over my fears? Like there's a, a world of information out there. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, because somebody, you know, how to teach, somebody told me about heart math one time. You know, I mean, I've got, I've got a, you know, drawer full of tools that I use, right? And, you know, there are, um, there are now in this information, there's, there's no reason that, you know, everything's all the information that our fingertips yes yeah and there's so much information about this this inner journey that that you're speaking about joe i want to go back to uh something you said uh you know in terms of preparing for for this moment in time like how would we had ever known that we'd be quarantined and, and isolated um and before i even ask the question i just want to acknowledge the the, the people that are struggling with illness and, and certainly those people who have um, dealt with loss due to the virus, our, our prayers and our condolences are, are with them. Um, so, so much, Billy. Yeah. Every day, you know, when I pray, just like you said, it's like, I pray for all those people, you know, people who have, you know, lost several people, you know, two family members, three family. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It and is. so that's right. Our prayers are with all these people. And, you know, um, may they find peace. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, beyond the, the illness and the sickness, I, I was walking in the woods with a friend the other day. And uh, he was like, I, I, I need this to be over, this, this whole thing. Like, I need to get back out there. And he was just riffing and riffing and riffing. And um, 
I stopped and we just stopped in the woods. And I said, dude, think about this. Think about being 85 years old. You know, we're in our 40s. 40 years from now, we look back on this time. Don't you think in some way, shape or form, we're going to look back on this time and, and look at, at this world pause as, as a gift, as, as an opportunity that maybe some of, some of us awakened to, that we had a, a moment to, to create a shift um, in our inner journey so that we could see things a little bit differently and mm -hmm. then maybe kind of enter back into the, the known world with, with some grace and some wisdom that maybe we didn't have before this. Um, I think simply just about, you know, I saw my mom the other day in my brother's uh, front yard for Mother's Day. And, you know, we're all like kind of a social distance apart. But the love, the love that it was like string theory, right? Like it was just like I could feel like the, the strings connecting us all and the gratitude and the love and all of us. We didn't take each other for granted. And, 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 and it was just so beautiful. And I know that I'm, I'm a very hopeful and, and faithful person. Um, but I'm wondering from your perspective as a coach, as a, as a yoga teacher, as a meditation guy, as, as a human being, what's your outlook for, for this, this world pause that, that we're taking? Um, what, what do you hope comes out of this? You know, I love that question so much. And it's something I've, I've contemplated a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something for me, you know, I, I read an article. I'm not sure if you, you read it or heard it that um, there had been a hole in the ozone layer. Did you read about that? I did, yeah. And how, what, it was what, in less than three months, the hole is closed. And there's great symbology here, Billy. And, and this is what I want the, the listeners to, to really take away, is in every life form, right? In all of our lives, there's a, there was a hole, right? There was a hole that needed to be closed, right? You know, it's maybe the space between you and somebody else, right? You know, people, you know, maybe it's, you know, the hole was an issue that you've just never dealt with. Maybe it was your own, the deeper inner journey. Maybe for some people it was to, to start eating better. And now they're being forced to eat better because they have to cook all their food instead of eating out. You know, everybody had at least one hole in their, you know, yeah. in their atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so I believe this time has given everybody the opportunity to consider what that hole is for them or what the holes are. And then you see, now is not the time to sit back. Now's the time to take action. And you say, you see, because if we don't, you know, in, in my, 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 my world of, you know, coaching, right? I go, people say, well, you know, I'm X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, like the, the economy is going to be horrible, the job market. And I go, you, you've got to think the opposite. You better, you should be planning out your next eight weeks. Like specifically, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want to learn? What's the skill you haven't been able to, to, to master because you're working so much, but now you've got some extra time. Yeah. What's that thing that will help you chill out? Remember that, that music you like to listen to all the time, but you get home and you're stressed out from work and you're 
barely had to make it up to your bed and you fall asleep, you could listen to that classical music you love. Mm-hmm. So how you how we use this time can either be so you could be so mindful about it, or you could use it in a way that feeds right the negativity, the worry, the 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 angst, or we could use it for to to make our world and the world a better place when all of this moves on. Most definitely. Most definitely. Joe, I'm wondering personally, um, when, when we get back to that, some sense of normalcy, which normal is a button on my washing machine. Right. Um, but we, when we enter back into the world and we're allowed to see each other and connect in a, in a physical way, what's going to be different about Joe Ganderillos after, after all of this? You know, I think, um, a lot, you know, I think, like I said, um, like I've said, you know, you and I've talked about before, it's, I think this has been one of the hardest um, moments in my time, my life. And I've had a few really tough ones, I'd say. Um, and I think what will be different for me is to always remember my humanness, right? Is to, to remember that, um, that this, uh, that our life is a constant process. And that even when we think we like, we kind of come to that edge, you're like, nope, there's another level, right? Like, so there's like, there's always more. And I, you know, it's interesting because in my practice, I teach people, come on, there's always more. And I know I believe that in like wholeheartedly. I've always feel like I've lived that. But this, I think has pushed me to that, like what felt like my peak. And then I go, oh no, there's more. Mm -hmm. There's more to learn. There's more for me to, like there's more room for me to, for me to grow. You see, because when I grow, then I can teach people more. You see, because I've learned a lot about myself during this time. You know, some people say, well, I, you know, like in the beginning, I was like, I really miss my friends. I miss this human connection. I mean, Billy, I would see a lot of people every day, you know, just between coaching in our design business, between, you know, teaching, you know, five yoga classes, one med, you know, six yoga classes a week, one meditation class a week. I have a big audience yeah. out there. Yeah. And it's very, very connected. So to go from the, the level of connection to now being in a house, you know, my husband goes to his office every day by myself most of the time. That was a huge shift for me. Mm-hmm. And I say, hmm, the world called me the shift. And now how am I going to shift when I'm done with this? Because I'll never be the same person. I'll tell you how I, I think the shift has happened. I will never take, I think I took some things for granted. before. Mm. Personally, I really do. I think I actually took a lot of things for granted. I think I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a worker. I work hard. I work hard at everything that I do. But I didn't work hard enough at slowing down and um, just taking it all in. And I think that this time has taught me to, you know, that I don't need to go and go and go all the time. Even though like in, on some level, I, like I like that. But I, I think what I realized is that I like the pause mm. sometimes. You know, I like that. You know what? I don't need like, yeah, I'm going to sit in my backyard and just take it all in 
where before it would be like run 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 i'd be like oh, i'm too tired to go outside i just want to eat my dinner and go to bed mm-hmm. and now I, I i've you know because i was always doing for others you know i it's you know it's, it's kind of the work i do it's it's very you know outward um and although i have great inner practice i realized that that there's there's more and there's another level and that the better i am at that next level, the better that I'll be for myself, for the people that I love and for the people that I serve. I love that, Joe. You know, I'm just thinking internally, uh, one of the nicest things about talking to master teachers like yourself is uh, each and every person that I look up to uh, as mentors and colleagues and peers, all of them lead with this idea that they're going to be a student for life. And in the same way that you've said, you know, I want to walk the walk and, and I want, I want to do what I'm asking my clients to do. Um, and, uh, that, that just makes you and, and your practice and your witness and your example so much more real for, for, for myself and for everyone that is blessed enough to cross your path, Joe. You know, Billy, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm a sharer, you know, I share with my clients all the time. I had a client this morning and I'm going to share a story with her. And she was like, this is my favorite part of when we spend time, when I can hear that you're, that you have some of the same, like some of the same stuff. And I go, well, we all have stuff. Yeah. I go, my role is to help teach you how to be better at what happens when we, you know, get pushed to our edge or when we, when we get that rub. Right. Let's let's come up with tools and strategies. Not I don't want to talk about the problem. I want to talk about the solution to the problem and what we're going to do. So when I go back out there in the world, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be hugging people right away until like we're ready to hug people. But I'll hug. Hell yeah. But you know what? If I have to take a a step back and they say, like, like, I love how you said that about your mom, right? You know, like you went, you saw your mom and your brother and there was this love connection. I'm like, I feel it right here. Yeah, same. So how do we, how do we get, how do we cultivate those kind of things without having to go through, like, you know, because the world is not going to be the same. And if you think we're, I mean, if people think they're going to go out there and it's going to be exactly the same, there's going to be a problem right now. Yeah. So we've got to, We've got to shift. We've got to learn to take the shift mm-hmm. and we've got to move with it. Do we fight it or do we actually, you know, do we, do we meet it? And then do we, do we learn all the tools to, to make it better? Yeah. Yeah. That's the shift. That's, that's my hope, Joe, out of all of this, that there's this, this, this dynamic shift, uh, not only for us individually, but uh, for us as a world and, Kind of as as you said earlier in, in our podcast interview, this this idea of surrendering, right, and and almost letting go of some of the false ideas that we carry around about who we are and, and who the world is. As isn't that the truth, Billy? Right? You know, sometimes those you know we have these grandiose ideas of 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 the world, but you know, really, if we just slow down, it's it's not that it's not as complicated as we think it is. And yet we want to make it more complicated than it is. I mean, I think if there's anything, right, Billy, like what, what is, you know, what did this moment in time teach us to slow down and to take it all in? I mean, I, I, I had somebody, one of my clients said that I said, tell me something good. And she said, 
I have never seen this world so green. And she said, you know what? I bet it has been that green. I've just never taken the time to see it. Mm. And I said, isn't that the truth? Joel, I go, you know, we're, we're, we're being, it's the same with people. People who are going, wow, I've really never realized what beautiful brown eyes you've got. And you're like, yeah, because you never really looked. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I, the, the author is escaping me, but there's this beautiful poem that ends with, you know, just look at the view, just look at the view, you know, yeah. and, and what a, what an opportune moment for us to really look at the view, um, take a look at ourselves, each other and be honest. You know, in, in that the truth and, you know, like one of the things we talked about, love, like just surrender to love, right? Like, it's like, you know, one of my, one of my favorite poems is by E.E. E. Cummings, right? I carry your heart in my heart. Like whose heart will you carry in your heart today? Like, it's so, like, you think of that thought, and I'm like, you know what, when I think of the fear, I go, I want to think of carrying somebody's heart in my heart. I want to drop your heart in mine, and I want to feel that love. Joey, I really couldn't think of a better, better place to end, you know, this idea that we all have this opportunity to, to, to not only carry our hearts of each other, but also to allow our hearts to be carried. Um, what, what a beautiful sentiment and idea, and my hope is that we're, we're learning how to do that, uh, especially during this, this time where we're just slowing down and uh, seeing each other maybe more for the truth of who we are and, and, and jumping on this idea of being a part of something bigger and greater than just ourselves, which really in the end is each other. Um, Joe, I can't thank you enough for being a part of Shift and, and being the teacher you are. Um, thank you so much for today, and uh, I look forward to our next talk. Billy, thank you so much. It's always a joy. I'll see you next time. Total pleasure, man. Everyone, thanks so much. Uh, Shift uh, with Joe Gandarillas. Thank you.